Good to have you. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show on this Monday. Packers get a win yesterday. Brewers couple over the weekend. Badgers, big win. We haven't really talked about that too much. Ben, uh, your takeaway from what you witnessed when the Badgers throttled over the weekend? Anything uh, in particular stand out? There's not much there. I really, I felt bad for New Mexico State's quarterback and a lot of their players because it just wasn't a fair fight. My biggest takeaway is somehow there are three worse teams in college football than that team. Can't really wrap my head around how a team could be worse. Right. Um, Backups look good, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, (laughs) in, in something like that, you can say everybody looked good because there really wasn't a lot of negative to discuss. Uh, but I guess you wanted to get that one under your belt. You wanted to get that one where you're really feeling good. You're, you, things worked. You can kind of feel it. Uh, but you'll also get a little bit of tape where you can say, okay, we've got this to clean up, that to clean up. Because now you, now it gets real. And I, I still don't think that uh, the, uh, the Buckeyes are as good as what they're being projected to be. I think right now they're living more on their, their name. Well, don't get me wrong. Wins are wins, but the domination of wins, the way people expect, has not necessarily been there on the constant. So um, not to say it's going to be an easy stretch by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I think the Badgers, I mean, they have to play flawless football, but they can hang with Ohio State. I don't I don't see them uh, getting blown out unless they make a ton of mistakes. If they make a ton of mistakes, then it's just pretty much over. But um, this is this is this is your litmus test now to find out how far you've come in a short period of time. Give me your thoughts on going into the, uh, going into the shoe on Saturday. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, your Buckeyes are tough. It's one of those games where you need to play perfect. They can win it if they win the turnover battle by two or three, but that's more mm-hmm. of, uh, not fluky, but you need those things to bounce your way. You're going to need some sort of big defensive or special teams touchdown like, there's a reason they play the game, right? Uh, but yeah. I think Ohio State is deserving of the 18-point favorite in this game. It's at night in the shoe. It's going to be tough. I think if they're able to hang with them for four quarters and maybe lose tight, I would come away. It would right. be a, a win in a way while it still is a loss. I don't feel great about it, but there is that little inkling in my head of, you know, what if they just play perfectly? What if they go and, and you know, do the impossible and get a win? Right. Yep. We shall see. We shall see. In the meantime, the Green Bay Packers get a nice win last night. Aaron Rodgers, he said, look, uh, you know, after the, the loss of the Vikings, the one thing you want to do anytime there's a loss, the one thing you want to do is get right back in there. You want to kind of get rid of that bad taste. He's been looking forward to playing the Bears. I was really looking forward to it, yeah. Uh, Coach came out and said it, yeah, we're going to get you and AJ the ball more and get you guys more involved. So uh, that just naturally put a smile on my face and uh, know that I had to uh, show up when he when my number was called, and uh, that just pushes me that much harder. Aaron Jones, by the way, not Aaron Rodgers, just so we are clear on that. I screwed that up. Uh, much like Aaron Rodgers admitting he screwed up last night too. Matt LaFleur. Um, after last week, he, he had said in his postgame presser when it was noted to him, hey, by the way, Aaron Jones only touched the ball eight times. He said, no, 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 that's unacceptable. We got to get him the ball more. So he was then asked, was he satif- satisfied that he got enough carries for Aaron Jones? Remember, 38 touches between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but he was he satisfied he got Aaron Jones enough carries against the Bears? 
Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. What do you have, 18 touches, I think? I'll tell you what, Aaron Jones, man, he was, he was absolutely electric. Every time I think he was going down, he'd, he'd somehow find a way and squirt his way through. And um, he's just a hell of a competitor, and he's a guy that just embodies everything that you want in, in, a, in a football player. So Aaron Rodgers then uh, at the podium last night was asked about, you know, regrets and fire in the belly and still being competitive after all these years and still, you know, fired up against the Bears. Here's what he talked about when he was talking about the, the discussion of Super Bowl wins and fire and competitiveness and such. Yeah, I'm definitely still as competitive as ever. Obviously, I'd love to be up here multi-Super Bowl winner and, and we had opportunities and we'll live with those as we move down the line and think about it, uh, especially a little more in five or 10 or 15 years. But, but I do feel like there is a lot of pride in the journey and it's fun to still be on the journey. The, um, as long as he's engaged, I don't think you're at, cause he's, he's always going to be a competitive guy, but as long as he's engaged, I don't think you're ever going to have to worry about the competitiveness of Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know why that question was thrown out unless you're working an angle of a story, which you can appreciate, but um, not after a game like that. I mean, it's like, come on, you get your first win of the season and you ask the question of, you know, you have any regrets that you don't have more Super Bowl wins. You know, that that's something that you ask when somebody says, hey, it's time for me to hang it up. You know what I mean? Uh, in the other locker room, Matt Eberflus on what he said to his team after – you know, the uh, the first uh, loss in the NFL, you know, as a head coach, so to speak. You know, as I talk to the players in the locker room there, you know, we still have our 24-hour rule. And when you when this happens, you have adversity, it stings and it hurts. And you have to soak that in because, uh, you know, it's the same thing with victory. You know, you only can hold on to that for so long, then you got to let it go. So the Bears, by the way, in case you didn't know, you weren't following at home, 11 pass attempts. That's it. 11, not much at all. And last week, obviously, they were playing in a monsoon, but their, 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 their passing game itself is not good, especially when you got a quarterback who, you know, looks, looks, and then tucks and runs. You know, he's more, quote, athletic, which can be a negative connotation more often than not when you talk about quarterback play uh, because it means it's you've got all the tools, but you haven't necessarily realized your success yet. Uh, so he was asked with only 11 pass attempts again, is this Bears offense in the first couple of games you've witnessed, are they just really one-dimensional? It all goes through the legs of Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I always think that on offense you have to have balance. You know, so we're going to have to look at that, and we'll look at that you know, as we, as we assess the game and evaluate the game. And, and, uh, but, man, the way we were running it, I mean, shoot, we were running it really well. And we were still in the game at that point. So um, we were going with what was working for us. Justin Fields, on the other hand, after the impressive opening scoring drive, when they just went straight like a hot knife through butter, they took on the Packers. Packers, by the way, 0 for 2 in opening drives so far this season. We're going to have to keep our eye on that. But uh, what the hell happened after that? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, we had, you know, penalties. I think that. You know, stopped our momentum a little bit. So uh, I think you know, the main thing with that is just can't shoot ourselves in the foot. We've got to stay on track on first and second down and uh, just keep ourselves out of third and longs. 
Was he surprised? Now, Luke Getze, obviously the former quarterbacks coach for Aaron Rodgers, comes into the Chicago Bears situation and tries to bring a portion of the playbook to uh, to Chicago. So was he was Justin Fields surprised that Luke Getze called so many running plays specifically for David Montgomery? Yeah, I mean, Luke said, you know, before the game that we were going to run it down the throats. And, um, you know, Demo, uh, I don't know what he ate today, but, you know, he was running the ball crazy. So, uh, you know, O-line did a great job blocking, and, um, you know, he did a great job running. But, you know, my job isn't to call the plays. My job is to execute the play that's given to me the best I can. So then you've got Justin Fields. He talks about losing to the pack. Ben, do you have the audio of this? Yes, I do. Okay. So, and I wanted to be sure before I said that, but you, you, there's a lot of things that you can say about your fan base. Supportive, you want them to get loud, we can do better, you know. But you try to you try to edge them upward, right? He did just the opposite. He kind of took a little bit of a swipe at Bears fans. Take a listen to what he had to say. I mean, it, it hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. Um, I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. So, If you caught that, when he said it hurts more in the locker room than for the Bears fans, they aren't putting in any work. Now, I understand what he's trying to say. It hurts here. We really hurt. Don't Bears fans don't think we don't hurt about a loss like this because we're the ones that put in the blood, sweat, and tears. He's not saying, ah, you guys don't care about us. But also remember, it's it's callousness in the sense that the Bears have been so bad for so long. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, he could be taking the backhanded swipe and saying, well, you guys are accepting of submediocrity. Here's the acceptance factor in all of this. But I, I get what he's trying to say. He's not trying to backhanded slap the Bears fans. But it's it's certainly coming across that way. It's certainly coming across that way. Anytime you involve the fans, you got to praise them. You know, unless the fans are absolutely unruly, terrible, um, and even so, like Packers fans, um, the first uh, or um, uh, preseason game, Packers fans were raucous, man. But it's when the Packers with Jordan Love were on offense. And you got to know when to be raucous and when not to be raucous, you know? You want to be loud. You want to just get into the heads of the opponent during their, you know, the Packers' defensive stands. But what you don't want to do is be loud and crazy during the offensive stands because you want to make it easier on the offense to do their job. You don't want to become a hindrance. So I get that. you got to say, man, I love the enthusiasm. Just, you know, give us some quiet when we're on offense. Get crazy on defense. That's fine. That's constructive. But yet you're still propping him up. What he said seems like a swipe, even though it's not. Even though it's not. But I get it. I get why fans are upset. Because they're thinking this guy's taking a swipe, you know, a swipe at us, saying we don't put in the work. Well, yeah, but it, it, what he's saying is, is hey, the Bears fans don't take it as, as to heart as we do because we're the ones in here every day putting in the work. We're the ones doing the blood, sweat, and tears each week to get ready for these contests. So, yeah, we tend to have more, um, you know, emotions in it, if you will. 
877-867-1670. By the way, the Mike Evans situation, Mike Evans, when he ran out on the field, he's been suspended one game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wideout. But if you saw the uh, the commentary during the incident, he said, quote, that's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? So, in other words, when Lattimore went after Tom Brady, that's when Mike Evans stepped in and attacked Lattimore. And I say attacked in the sense of just coming at him and pushing him, you know, knocking him to the ground, which led to the melee. So his argument is going to be he was coming after our quarterback. The league protects quarterbacks. However, Lattimore in no way or form ever physically went after Tom Brady. He mouthed off to him. Evans is not going to win that appeal. Now, whether that appeal is heard this week or in uh, in, in weeks to come, we'll wait and see. But I know uh, at least the rumors are that he's going to appeal the suspension to still try and be able to play and maybe get it knocked down to a huge fine. But I I would be somewhat surprised if they knock that, knock that suspension down. Uh, I would be surprised. No doubt. Uh, let's do this. Coming up, bottom of the hour, stock up, stock down. That's coming up. Mike Clemens coming up in the next hour as well. Going to talk more about this Green Bay Packers team. Phone lines wide open. Get back in, uh, into some of the phone calls. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And uh, this is from Stacy. Stacy, uh, by the way, listening to us in Manitowoc, says, love having you back uh, in the Green Bay area. Appreciate it. She said, my boyfriend was listening to the program and went to the Buy Like a Guy podcast, ended up going to Kane and Kane Jewelers, and we got engaged over the weekend. Now, that's awesome. Stacy. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. Kane and Kane Jewelers. In- now, if you went from Manitowoc to West Bend, that's that's serious. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, because that's a little bit of a drive, but I, it's worth it. I've been telling you, it's worth it. Cane and Cane Jewelers, family-owned uh, jewelry store. Uh, the Hearts on Fire Diamond is primo, and uh, they are right there in West Bend. So congratulations that you guys got engaged. Uh, now, where did he do it, Stacey? You didn't tell, you didn't include that, so let me know where did he uh, did you did you do it like at Lambeau over the weekend, or was it uh, you know over on the the lake shores with the sunset or sunrise coming up in the background or something or was there something else because I'd love to know but that's awesome it's awesome when stuff like that happens and it involves one of our sponsors because our sponsors are not only our sponsors but they're our friends and they, they truly are uh, you know I I can't think of any sponsor that we have that we don't know pretty well or aren't friends or we haven't hung out and broke bread or whatever I mean there there's I can count maybe on three fingers. Everybody else, uh, you know, God, I, I think we sit down and wrap with, dine with, drink with everybody else. It's a good, They're great people, but good for you. Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend. You can also go to the Buy Like a Guy podcast uh, over on Instagram as well. Buy like, B-U-Y, Buy Like a Guy. 
that's there as well. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing. Um, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's get back at it. Let's go to a phone calls. Mike listening to us in West Dallas. Mike, how you doing today, buddy? What's happening? I'm doing great. How's it going, Bill? I'm good today. Tired, but good. I'll get some sleep tomorrow, uh, t- tonight into tomorrow. But other than that, I'm good. Absolutely. It's so great to have football back on Sundays, that's for sure. Um, so I, I got three points about the game on Sunday. So kind of piggybacking off of a, a little bit of your sound bites from earlier this hour. So, mm-hmm. so far this season, Aaron Jones is averaging nine yards a carry. Nine yards a carry. Right. Guess how much A.J. Dillon is averaging? 3.8 yards a carry. Yet A.J. Dillon is getting more touches this season than Aaron Jones. Make that make sense to me. To me, you know, A.J. Dillon is a more talented version of Jamal Williams. You know, he's a between-the-tackles, ground-and-pound kind of guy, but he lacks explosiveness. And this offense right now, it lacks explosive playmakers. And Aaron Jones is clearly their most explosive and their best offensive player. Therefore, I think the split going forward should be 70-30, Aaron Jones to A.J. Dillon, or at worst 60-40, because he's mm-hmm. the better running back, and I, I don't think there's really a debate on that. Um, he has no- the most explosive capability. He's got the quickness, he's got the speed, and he's breakaway. A.J. Dillon grinds on you, which is the reason I think you do use Maybe you split it up a little bit wider, like you'd stated, but he's the guy that grinds on you and and just punishes you for getting in the way. And and that's the reason they like the, quote, thunder and lightning use of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. He's just going to grind on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you, Bill. I, I think there's a lot of value in that because it wears the defense down. And then when Aaron Jones gets in there, it looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Uh, in the backfield and it kind of surprises the defense but anyways going forward it's Jones he needs to be the vocal point he needs to get more more touches versus A.J. Dillon number two you know the all the talk in the preseason from Aaron Rodgers Alan Lazard is going to be this great number one wide receiver well what did he do yesterday he had two catches for 13 yards you know he also hurt his ankle yesterday Oh, yep, that that's true. Earlier in the game, he did. Yeah, because early on in the game, he he got uh, he got tackled and hit pretty weird and uh, ended up coming up limping. Now he was on the sideline. I had noted it uh, on Twitter that he was trying to shake it off, but he was clearly hampered after that. So that might be part of the reason that he only had a couple of catches. Sure, sure. Um, but Romeo Dobbs, I mean, I I know they they threw them, you know, those two bubble screen passes, and he made some good moves. But that guy looks like their most explosive wide receiver other than than Christian Watson and I, I would think agree with that both both him and Christian Watson they need to get more playing time going forward I mean uh, all these rookies I mean we saw what Garrett Wilson did yesterday for the Jets uh, we saw what Chris Olave did yesterday for the Saints uh, rookie wide receivers can make a huge impact you just have to give them an opportunity and clearly Dubs and Watson are probably their two most talented wide receivers so they need to get more playing time going forward uh, and it I was agree. nice to see that that Watkins isn't completely washed because uh, he did have a nice game yesterday. I've been hard on him, so I do have to give him credit for that. Um, yeah. And number three, my last point is I, I think I was completely wrong about Rashawn Gary uh, when they drafted him. I think a lot of people were, but that guy looks like a legitimate threat for defensive player of the year this year. Um, he's got two sacks through two games. He's explosive. 
that tandem of him and Smith on the edges is going to be devastating uh, for de- uh, defenses all season long. And I, I've just loved his progression uh, throughout the last three years. And that's looking like the steal of the draft uh, at 12, because yeah. he probably should have been a top five draft pick based off what he's done so far. He continues to get better. I I, I would agree. I don't know if he's going to end up with Defensive Player of the Year, but he's certainly an impact player. He's he's far exceeded my expectations, which I've stated time and again. And now you throw a guy that goes sideline to sideline like Quay Walker into the mix, and then you have the smarts and the ability of a guy like Devondre Campbell. Once that group really starts to materialize and mature, I mean, you don't even rely at this point on Devontae Wyatt. You're not even worried about him right now. Your first-round draft choice, he only had four snaps yesterday. You don't even worry about him at this point. You've got beef up front to maneuver in and out. Jerron Reed's playing pretty well. Kenny Clark has always played Kenny Clark style of football. Dean Lowry, I was a little surprised, kind of got it handed to him a couple of times yesterday early on in that ball game. They were crushing him, and then finally he began to stalemate as soon as they started running guys in and out. But I really believe when that front starts to come together and they start to feel it, that this this will be the defense, at least for the most part, that we've all expected at the beginning of the season, at least on paper. Sure, absolutely. And, and one, one more point going off of what you just said. One thing that the only disappointment I had yesterday was the run game. They really struggled in the run game. I mean, Montgomery, that guy's yeah. a, a pretty, pretty average, you know, decent running back, and he made him, it made him look like a Hall of Famer yesterday. So I, I don't really understand that because they have so much talent with Clark Reed uh, and then Quay Walker and uh, Devondre Campbell that that shouldn't be happening. So right. I, I think that is something that needs to be looked at uh, with the defensive coordinator. I don't know if it's the scheme that they're playing, you know, that they're only playing two down linemen and then, and then four, you know, linebackers, but they need to get better in that area. Cause that that's going to yeah. be their Achilles heel in the playoffs going forward at that. If we saw what we did yesterday. So, Nope. I, I would agree with the man. Appreciate the phone call as always. Yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> excuse me, early on that first drive, they went after the right side of that defense and they went for a 12-yard gain, or excuse me, a four-yard gain around the right side, then back to the left, and they threw the ball. Then they went around the right end for 12 yards, or actually 13 yards, and then David Montgomery ended up going to the right end for nine yards, and then Justin Fields goes around the right end for three yards. So clearly they were attacking the right side of that defense. After that, though, after that, after that opening drive, um, while there is criticism, and I understand it, but it was three and out for negative two yards, three and out for negative two yards, three and out for four yards, and then the end of the half came for a total of three yards. They gained uh, a, a total of, what was it, I think, three yards in the second quarter. So defensively speaking, now again, they weren't perfect. They had flaws, and they showed those flaws. But... The Packers gave up a, in the second quarter after that opening drive went 71 yards. They gave on four consecutive drives after that a total of three yards. The Packers did. Second half started out, first drive, another three and out, giving up only seven yards. Then the defense fell apart a little bit. I, I honestly think they kind of felt like the game was over at that point with 9-13 to go in the third quarter. I think they looked at it and went, this thing's over. We're kicking their ass. That's when the Bears got off. They went seven plays, 43 yards, a couple of first downs. But 
the Packers, with their backs against the wall, stymied and only gave up a field goal. Because then the next time the Bears got the ball, they go 13 yards, or 13 plays, 94 yards, total of 89 after the penalty. But remember, then they <laughs> they stiffened again, and they didn't allow Justin Fields into the end zone, thus turning the ball over on downs. So ultimately, for those drives, really the two big drives, the 89-yard drive and the 71-yard drive, the bookends of the game, if you will, in the middle, the Packers defensively played extremely well. But they showed – this was – I said this last time, I'll say it again today. This was the kind of game coaches love. You get a win. You kind of get a win going away. It's a little bit of a nail-biter, but but it's a win. But you did enough bad things or flawed things that you can now just kind of grind that tape. You know, you can keep winding it back and say, yeah, we got to win, but, you know, but. here, here You know, be positive. Hey, it's a win, first one of the season, great job, and you you stiffened when you needed to. You, you held them to three, you stiffened on the goal line, you did what you needed to do to get a win. Fantastic. But here you go. And then you start running that clicker back and forth. They, well, I use clicker term, that's an old one, but you start running that thing back and forth on that surface pro. Back, whoop, back, forth. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You start looking at all the time you got blocked downfield. Or an arm tackle on David Montgomery, which we saw numerous yesterday on that late drive in the ball game, that 89-yard drive, numerous. So that coaches love this type of game, just love this type of game. Stock up, stock down. Stock up, stock down. It's coming up. Speaking of stock up, coming off of last year's Calder Cup run, they didn't get there, but uh, they got their first series win in a long time, and I still think they're a damn good hockey team. You're going to see some hockey coming right around the corner. The Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, whether it's for single-game tickets, season tickets, promotional nights, things like that, or group outings, whatever. It's always a lot of fun. Good hockey, too. Their parent club is the Nashville Predators, but they play a lot of good hockey. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Just getting back and trying to get back into the swing of things uh, a little bit where you just want to, uh, I am most likely my, my day, you can almost peg it. If you listen to the program, I, uh, have just got back. I, I got a ton of laundry that I'm going to do and you just kind of decompress after being gone for over a week. And uh, tonight I've got one stop to make. Uh, I still have not even pulled the motorcycle out of the, the trailer yet. And I'm going to do that uh, after I get off the air today. But then I'm going to take the the motorcycle, take it down to Robert's Specialty Meats. I'm getting one of those personal Al Capone roasts. Going to bring it back, grill it up, nice salad. Uh, I'm I'm on the trying to be on the the relative fitness train now. Nice salad, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to do anything beverage wise, but uh, maybe a cigar, sit out back and watch some of the uh, some of the football tonight in prime time, and that's going to be about it. And then I'm going to. Go to bed. Unless, of course, one of my neighbors wake me up sleeping on the patio or something like that. I don't know. Oh, you yes, sit please. back and root for the Eagles. What a perfect night. 
I I I wouldn't mind that because that's the, tonight you've got a lot of Eagles fans in the state of Wisconsin, Ben. You are not alone. Oh, it's beautiful. I, it's yeah. one of the best sights I've seen. Yeah, you you've got a lot of Eagles fans in the state of Wisconsin, but uh, t- tonight anyway. But uh, that's that's pretty much the plan tonight. I have nothing else. I have no desire to do anything else. Uh, just came home and and just. Blech. That was about the extent of it. I do have to stop down that way anyway. I got to go to the post office. I got I had a package delivered over the weekend, and I'm not I'm not sure. So, do you ever order stuff and you don't know what the hell you ordered, and it shows up at your house? <laughs> no. And yeah, you know, I've got a package. It, it requires a signature. So, and I, I I ordered something. I can't remember what the hell I ordered. I don't know if it was equipment for the show or what it was. No idea. So uh, something uh, was delivered yesterday, and I was talking to the person, the mail person, and I'm like, go ahead and just leave it. I'll be home later tonight. They're like, no, nope, got to have a signature. Sorry. I'm like, but I own the house. I'm talking to you through my alarm system. If I didn't own the house, I wouldn't be doing that. It's okay. Nope, got to have a signature. Okay. Oh, so they wouldn't leave Certainly it Certainly if you have a huge package. Yes, thank you very much. That's what it was. She was carrying it massively under her arm. I don't know what it was. There you go. Um, so anyway, my point being is, is uh, I'm going to stop down and see my buddy Paul Roberts and Robert Specialty Meets down in Waukesha. Grab the Al Capone roast and just make it, whether, whether it's a tailgate type of party or you're just going to enjoy yourself like I am tonight, they have something for everybody. They're your hometown butcher. That's robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. Now, time for stock up and stock down. And this one, uh, Ben, I'm going to start out with stock down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have music, Bill. Oh, my God. Give it to me. It was it was expedited on Amazon Prime this weekend. Okay. It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the market so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur. From this week of football. I like it. We have an intro now. Stock up and stock. What we now need is a stock analyst or someone in the financial world to step forward and sponsor this portion of the program as we do stock up and stock down. But I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to start with stock down. And it could have been any more on display than the mad, mad, mad joy that was then kicked squarely in the nuts in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mickey Joseph, the interim head coach of the Cornhuskers after Scott Frost was subsequently fired, and rightfully so. They get off to that fast start. They're up 7 to nothing. It is Lincoln, Nebraska is going nuts and Gus Johnson's making a big deal about the traditional walk to the field and I'm thinking to myself, "Boy, you're building this up because Nebraska hasn't been crap for decade." Come on, man. You're acting like it's it's the gladiators coming out of the Coliseum. I'll even go stock down on Gus Johnson for that crap, that hype. I don't in know. Oklahoma. I'm in wait go and ahead. see mode with Nebraska because if they hire Urban Meyer, I might have to buy. I don't know. Just for pure entertainment. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. My first but stock I'll up. T- I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, though. The ass kicking of 49 to 14 after that initial drive was embarrassing. Their defense sucks, and they got destroyed. Okay, now, Ben Gu- Kenny, you Gus go. Johnson didn't even call the second half of that game. That's going very uh, under-talked about. My first stock up from the weekend is me. I uh, At the end of Sunday night, 
I won three fantasy leagues because the Aaron Rodgers flip to Aaron Jones was a run and not a pass. So they score the touchdown. All is great. And I won my fantasy leagues. It was a run, not a pass. You are correct, by the way. They switched it in the press box. So we knew eventually it would get switched out everywhere else. But uh, because I had people saying, no, that was a pass. I'm saying, no, it was technically a run. But they, they switched it in the press box. Uh, so we knew that was coming. But uh, there you go, fantasy. I, you know what's funny? I didn't even check my fantasy. Didn't even didn't even check it to see if I was uh, still in the guillotine league. Didn't even see. I was. I, by the way, I was leading last week coming out of week one. When the hell does that happen? But I was leading. Um, okay, I have dropped to fifth place. But I am still in the league. Well, speaking okay. of speaking of stock down and your quarterback on that team, your Burrow, oh, Joe Burrow. I mean, oh, the Bengals, stinky, stinky, really bad on uh, Sunday. Yeah, here's the thing, Joe Burrow, not good. Okay, I get that. His numbers are terrible. He's now spooked. That guy is the most sacked quarterback in the National Football League, and so I'm going to say another stock down is to the magnanimous brain trust between Mike Brown and his hat, I guess, who made the pickups. And sometimes you can pick up good players, but you can't pick up chemistry. So they thought they bolstered the offensive line in the offseason. They suck. Suck. They're worse. How in the world do you get worse than what you were last year? The most hit quarterback in football to this point. Joe Burrow stocked down. Joe Burrow right now, who is killing me, Whitey. You're killing me in fantasy right now. Even though I'm still in it, I'm doing okay. But uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, stock down, man. Damn. Damn. Hurting me. Go ahead, man. Let's, uh, let's get positive here. Stock up my Detroit Lions. The darlings of the NFL pick up, first of all, first game they were favored in. In 25 contests, they pick up a big win at home. Amon Ross St. Brown looks amazing. The offense is almost unstoppable. And Carson Wentz did some heroics after handing the game away. But the Lions are fired up. They got a football team there. Mm-hmm. The Lions are uh, are playing for Dan Campbell. They have become the darlings of the National Football League after hard knocks. And uh, not bad overall. So far, anyway. Not bad. By the way, Joe Burrow, I had said he leads the league. I'm not kidding. He leads the league. He has been sacked 13 times. Oof. 13 times already. 13 times already this season. Just, and when you talk about throwing accuracy, he's off. He's only 38.2% and throws where he's actually gotten the pass off, but yet been hit. He has now been hit 22 times. 22 times. That that is like every play on a series throughout an entire game. He's getting messed up. Okay, there you go. So that's enough about Joe Burrow. Uh, Stock down. Or no, excuse me, excuse me. Stock up. Stock up. Trevor Lawrence. Look at what Trevor Lawrence did against the Indianapolis Colts. He's finally got a guy that knows what the hell he's talking about when it comes to the quarterback position. 25 of 30, 235 yards, two touchdowns, not sacked. 121.5 quarterback rating, not sacked. He looks like he's listening. He's channeling his inner Doug Peterson. 
Doug Peterson's a whisperer right now, more so than Mike McCarthy, even though Cooper Rush got a win, but more so than Mike McCarthy. But uh, Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence had a good game this week. Stock is up. Oh, so that's one side of it, what a head coach with a pulse can do to your organization. On the other side, Nathaniel Hackett's start in Denver has been, uh, let's say, less than positive. The, the fans at the game yesterday were chanting the play clock because they got so many delay of game penalties throughout the day. They beat the Texans like 16 to nine, but there are too many men on the field during punts. They don't send someone back to return punts. It is all bad at this point. Early returns, extremely negative on Hackett. And you got to do another one. You got to do one more stock up because you would be, you would be completely erroneous in this world if you didn't recognize the effort of Tua yesterday. 36 of 50. 50. Tariq Hill, 11 catches, 190 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Tua throws for 469 yards, six touchdowns. Now, he did have two picks. Did have two picks. But six touchdowns yesterday and beats Lamar Jackson, who also had a great day yesterday. He carried the ball nine times for 119 yards, had a 79-yard touchdown run, 21 of 29, 318 yards, and threw for three touchdowns and still got beat to a stock up. Love it. My last one, uh, you know my infatuation with the Iowa Hawkeyes this season. Well, they finally scored touchdowns, and then uh, Mother Nature, God, decided to cast the lightning upon the stadium because (laughs) this world cannot see a competent Iowa offense. They had six hours of lightning delays. The game finished at 3 a.m., but they scored more than seven points as a team. I think that should be commended. For the God of Lightning and Thunder does not like Iowa. There you go. Enough said. Good stuff. Stock up, stock down. That's the way we do it on a Monday after a hell of a weekend. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Bears 27-10. Last week, Matt LaFleur pledged he would get Aaron Jones more carries after the loss in Minnesota. Last night, Jones scored two touchdowns, one on a run, another on a short pass. LaFleur after the game. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. What do you have, 18 touches? I'll tell you what, Aaron Jones, man, he was he was absolutely electric. Every time I think he was going down, he'd, he'd somehow find a way and squared his way through, and he's just a hell of a competitor. Jones finished with a combined 170 yards total offense and was asked if he was looking forward to the Bears game after the loss in Minnesota. I was really looking forward to it, yeah. Uh, Coach came out and said, it. yeah, we're going to get you and AJ the ball more and get you guys more involved. So uh, that just naturally put a smile on my face and uh, know that I had to show up when he when my number was called, and uh, that just pushes me that much harder. Now the Bears had a good opening drive going 71 yards in just seven plays and scoring on a Justin Fields run into the end zone, but Fields ended up only throwing 11 passes in the game, the rest all running plays. Did their offense under Luke Getze become one-dimensional? Head coach Matt Eberflus. Yeah, I mean, I always think that on offense you have to have balance, you know, so we're going to have to look at that, and we'll look at that, you know, as we as we assess the game and evaluate the game. And But, man, the way we were running it, I mean, shoot, we were running it really well. 
we were going with what was working for us. After the Bears touched on the Packers' defense, shut down Chicago. Did they make any adjustments to the game plan? I asked Preston Smith. Uh, no, nah, we just made sure we made those mistakes, man. It was a lot of mistakes that was made on that first drive that you know a lot of people wouldn't know, but internally we know we had to play more sound and move faster and play more with a sense of urgency. And we came out there and, uh, and after the, after those drives, and we played with sense of urgency, got lined up, played, made sure that we didn't make a lot of mistakes again. That's Packers outside linebacker Preston Smith from Lambeau Field. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael Show. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Hey, this Friday, I'm giddy. I'll tell you why. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin are going to be here. Uh, not only now, we are scheduled to get the new and final patio door put into the house. There's five of them in the house. Four of them have been replaced. There's one more left to do. And I believe uh, they're coming in. As far as I've been told, they're shooting a television commercial in my house here. You know the one you've seen with uh, Wayne Larrabee and his wife Julie talking about Pella Windows and Doors with uh, with Gina Della? I think that's what they're doing here. I don't know all the details, but look for that on a television station near you very soon. But Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, great time to make the change. I, I, I'm doing it because the great room in my house is as nice as it is and as big as the fireplace is and such. And it's warm, but it that's one of the coldest rooms in the house because of the door down there. It's a metal, old-style, hard-to-close-and-open uh, patio door. And I've never been a fan of that door, but it's just taken me a while to get all of them replaced because they're oversized. They're really big. So they're coming in now. They're going to be doing it. And if, you wanna, if you're kind of thinking about doing this now, too, now's a great time to get it done from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. No money down, no payments, and no interest for 24 months. You heard me right. Go to PellaWI.com for all the details. PellaWI.com for all the details. Again, no money down, no payments, no interest, 24 months. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Tell them we sent you. Good stuff from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. But yeah, they're coming in here on uh, on Friday. I'm excited, man. Giddy. Another hour yet to go. You know what the final hour of our show on a Monday means, right? You know that? You know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Clemens is right around the corner. Mike, I believe, slept in his studio inside Lambeau Field last night. I think. Because he told me that was plan B. So I don't know if he uh, was up to making it home. He was emailing me at like 3.30 in the morning. So I don't know if he ended up going home, or we're going to find out, or if he actually slept in studio. We'll find out. Stay tuned. Mike Clements, next on The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.